Hello, and welcome to Manifestor Academy for Entrepreneurs with Michelle Anderson. If you are curious about how to manifest the life and business of your dreams, you're in the right spot. I will be sharing interviews, tips, tricks, stories, and anything I can think of by lifting up the hood on my own experience and my own businesses, including my coaching practice, about how you can manifest your dream life and business I hope you enjoy it. If you want to learn more, you can always go to michelleanderson.com. That's Michelle with two L's and Anderson with an S-E-N at the end. Okay, I am here with Nick Jackson, and I'm excited to have Nick on the podcast today. Hi, Nick. Hey, how are you? Great. Good. So we have tons of cool things that we both like to jam on, but I, you know, I would love for you to tell the audience a little bit about what you're up to these days and what your expertise area is in. Yeah, so right now I, I have a curriculum company for educational institutions and I have a student movement and then I also coach adults and I help entrepreneurs. Uh, I help people find the light in their life and use that to make money. Now in that, what I'm doing right now is we've had multiple suicides of high school students in our in our area. Um, this is this is something that's horrible. The, 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 the environment in the schools are bad. I mean, like it's, it's just a bad situation. It's one of the worst things ever. And so right now, currently, uh, my company is going to these high schools and giving out free mentorship and uh, just loving on kids uh, in, in tough situations. So we're setting up something. We just did something yesterday. We're doing something again tomorrow. Yeah, you're right. I saw that in the headlines about all these kids, and it just seems to be more and more all the time. Um, since you brought it up, it made me think, you know, you're talking to these kids a lot in the schools and then you're having conversations with people who are starting businesses. Are you finding similar challenges in both areas or what's really different about it? Absolutely. It's the same thing. Actually, most people start businesses out of their pain. So uh, there's pain and they need to find a solution. And so they start their business out of the pain of not having whatever this thing is. And then they create that thing and then they sell that thing or they create that curriculum and they sell that curriculum. But that's exactly how it, how it goes. High school kids are, are, that are committing suicide are no different than adults that are committing suicide. They're people that are looking for the light and they don't see it and they see death as, a, as game. They see death as a way out. And so what we do is we go back to remember when you saw the light. Like remember when you had that, that epiphany, when there was that problem and that solution uh, that just so happened to pass across your face was given just to you. And that solution is worth more than anything else in the, in the world. It's not about, it's not about uh, mental health or even mental wellness. It's about belief in something better. And entrepreneurs, that, that's, what, that's what this whole thing is about. It's belief that this product is better, this thing is better, and for the high school kids, life could be better. How are the kids responding when you're asking them to think about that light? <laughs> it's so it's so crazy because in so many instances people are so used to talking about death right and death and darkness and grief and grieving and all of these things that i'm saying i'm not saying that they don't need to happen because they do they all need to happen with the mindset that there's something of 
above, right? There's something greater out there, right? Uh, to go through these things without direction or a guide is an issue. And so we try to help be that guide. And we are running towards things that excite us, that bring us life. And uh, a lot of times, and I remember when I was in high school, I didn't see a lot of stuff that brought me life except for the football field. And because I had football in my life, uh, I was willing to go through social studies class and teachers I couldn't stand and be around and eat square rectangle pizzas and stuff like that. Um, and, and, and when you have that, uh, I even found that in my relationship, like when you have that spark, that, that something, you know, when you play with a band and everybody plays on the same key and you sound so good together, when you have that, it's something special and you want more of it. Absolutely. So are the kids, you know, surprised by this perspective or do they have something exciting they can think about? They're usually shocked. Um, Cause we, we, we don't just, we don't just speak after, after funerals or suicides. We, we speak at all different, different, different uh, occasions, but we've taught kids. Uh, there was a study done where five-year-olds were actually way more excited about life than six-year-olds. And five-year-olds were way more in, engaged in dreaming than six-year-olds. And the difference was the five-year-olds were just coming into kindergarten and they haven't been brainwashed yet, which is so sad to say. And the six-year-olds have learned how to fall in line. And the big question is, what do you want to be when you grow up? When five-year-olds is, who are you? And they, and they would say things like, I'm Batman and I'm Superman and I'm Wonder Woman and I'm all of these, these superhero characters. And they would, they would characterize their, their character with these, these individuals. Then in first grade, they're like, well, I want to be a lawyer. Well, it changes, right? And so uh, what we try to do is we try to go back to that time when you believe that you were Superman. And we, uh, we, we, we match your character with the character of your favorite superhero. We call that hero training. We do that for little I almost feel like if you did that for entrepreneurs, that would be helpful too, because if they haven't learned to unlearn that, um, that was something that I encountered and encounter with my clients is, who are you? What are you doing? Is it okay to be this thing? And what does that look like? Yeah, it's the same game. And matter of fact, it's so funny because we, we separate the name and you can see I have my, my, my armband. I am Speak Love is our, our Instagram and stuff like that. That's our youth movement. And, and, and Nick Jackson Speaks is, is our adult movement. And it's, we call it two different things, but we do the same thing. It's the same. It's the, I mean, matter of fact, even our breakouts are the same. And the, the younger kids step up to maturity and the, the older kids, if you will, the adults, the entrepreneurs, or, or the people that were, are entrepreneurs that are in a business that are thinking about stepping out of that occupation and doing something else, either at the same time or uh, to bootstrap it and do it, do it 100%. It's, it's, an issue, it's an opportunity for them to step away from the adulthood and go back to dream again. Yeah, when you say adulthood like that and then turning into dreaming, um, I was thinking about that recently because I realized that the more I needed to grow, the more I needed to really unlearn and um, be in possibility. What are you finding when you're talking to the adults? So two things. Uh, so yesterday, I mean, we do these. So, so my first consultation is free. And then there's, there's obviously a goal setting thing that we do and we pick a time frame and all that other kind of stuff. But just met with an adult yesterday, really great guy, got a great job, um, had, had a situation in his relationship with his girl and has decided 
um, to to start thinking about other paths and, and other other things. And and out of all of these others, none of them were <clears throat> I'm special. And and I have some special gift that I could share. It was always some other widget or some other thing. It was always outside of him. And what I've noticed is in entrepreneurship, until you love yourself, you're not ready for the battle, right? Because entrepreneurship, it's gonna be lonely. It's gonna be an investment. It's gonna be an investment bigger than any investment you've ever made in your life. It, it is literally your life. Um, it's, it's something that you need to be able to do no matter what. And, and, and when I say you need to be able to do it, it's one of those kind of situations where, um, in what I do, if I'm not doing my job, I feel like I'm not, I'm not filling my purpose in my life. This is my life blood. Right. And, um, I was just trying to explain to him how beautiful he is as a man and, and how his wants and needs are also important and how those wants and needs actually are the same wants and needs as your neighbors. We just need to share our wants and needs and we can realize that we can both move forward together. It was really beautiful. Did he, how did he take this? Was, is he ready to hear that? He was shocked. He was, he was shocked because he kept looking outside of himself and, and I've done the same thing. Like I've bought mass curriculums. I've been involved in coaching societies of travel the country, learning about different things. And, and every single one of them comes back to me. And so I've, I've taken all this knowledge that I've learned from the outside over the last 10 years of being an entrepreneur. And, and, I, and, I, and I basically put it back in his face. And I was like, I, I don't want to hear about your company. I want to hear about you because I buy you. I don't buy, I don't necessarily buy, you know, whatever. That's why big companies are trying to come up with great stories because a great story sells. And so what's your great story? And he has a really cool story. Uh, just a quick aside, uh, he's been a missionary in multiple different countries and he would pick up um, cameras in these countries and he would take pictures of what he saw. And he's like the most beautiful pictures ever. It's amazing. And, and these weren't the best cameras because these are third world country cameras, right? But the story behind it would be, it's just, it's just beautiful. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you got, you got 3,000 pictures that you can sell prints of to anybody across the world to help raise money for not only this cause, but your cause. Oh my gosh. And so it was great. <laughs> so I, I find too that like a lot of people are so close to who they are that they don't even really see what's great about what they're doing. Yeah, that's so true. I, I, I actually fall into that too. You know, I get so, uh, you get so close to it that it's hard for you to take, take two steps back and see it for what it's really, what it really is, what real, what the real impact is. It's very true. And I know I'm guilty of that too. And when I step back and I can think of, you know, the things that are the easiest for me to talk about are the things that get the most um, intrigue. And I actually did an experiment. I didn't even realize it was one on Instagram the other day. Mm -hmm. I went shopping and because one of my businesses is about landscape design, I decided to shop and talk while I was shopping. So I was thinking like a landscape designer and it got the most views of anything ever. <laughs> That's awesome. That, I mean, also, you're pretty cool, too. You could probably do anything and talk about it, and people would be interested in what you're talking about. No well, problem there. Well, it was <laughs> funny because I talked tons on my coaching feed, and I just thought, you know, this is something that I could talk about in my sleep. Duh, light bulb moment. And it reminded me that you can always share more of what's really easy for you to share we forget how interesting it is to other people. 
Yeah, and you're the expert. I mean, you mean you say you, you, you have another business where this is going on, but that business is flourishing literally within the name, right? And so like, and so when you're the expert at something, there's no, there's, there's, I mean, you don't even know how valuable your knowledge is. It's crazy uh, how much people can just get from you uh, when you're doing your everyday tasks. We, you don't even know they're valuable. That's so true. Absolutely. And what are like the biggest things that you're hearing when you're working with these entrepreneurs, what their challenges are and what they're afraid of? Money, having money, um, being able to know what to do when they get money. <laughs> that's, 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 a, that's, that's the, the two pronged thing, right? So one is, am I going to take a loan out? Am I going to continue to, how do I keep up my current lifestyle? Right. Then when they get the money is okay. What, Wait, who am I now? All right, so now I have all of this stuff. Should I give it all away? Should I save it? Should I do the next thing? Uh, what what is what is next for me? And and really, it's the same answer for both. Uh, whatever your identity is, do that thing. Whatever your belief system is, do that thing, and it's worth money. Then when you get the money, then find other ways to to help other people find the same thing within themselves. And so, uh, so yeah, I've, I've definitely seen that a lot. Wow, you just kind of slowed it down to a little soundbite. <laughs> I try, I try. I, I, you know, I'm a motivational speaker, so I can talk a lot. I got to calm it down. No, that was great. I love how you talked about, like, do that thing by being it, and that's how you get your money, and then do that thing by acting out with your money to either make more of that happen or help other people get that thing. So kind of reinvesting in the same mission over and over again. Right. Yeah, I know, I know for me, most, most entrepreneurs wait until they, they, they reach their knot. So the knot is, um, it's the street version of having a fat, fat wallet, right? So they wait till their wallet is fat before they give back. And they don't believe that they can give back until their, their wallet is, is exponentially ridiculous, right? And, and then in that, the risk is lower when you give back. And, and what I try to teach people is you give as you go. And so instead of waiting to, to, to get, your, get your fat wallet before you give back, there's so many other things you can give. Just like what you were saying, you were giving as you were walking around shopping while you allowed people to listen to what you were saying. And I don't know about your life, but in my life, I learned so much from my grandma just walking through the grocery store, you know, and in asking her questions as to why that one is over this one or why are we going to go to Aldi's for this and Kroger's for that, right? And so there's, there's, there's wisdom to be gained even in the things that, you, that fall out of your pocket. Absolutely. I even started following one of my followers and clients and she was shopping at Aldi's and I learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and she did this adorable story. And so I've been following her and she probably, I'm going to tell her this tomorrow when I see her, she doesn't oh. realize how much I'm learning from watching her talk about her daily life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, just like in what you've, what we talked about even before we had this conversation on the phone, the things I learned about, learned from you and, and the things I'm learning from you as being a female entrepreneur. And, and the things that you may learn from me as, as being Nick Jackson, young African-American entrepreneur, like, like we can learn so much about ourselves and that's not even dipping into our expertise. That's just our normal life. And so, um, which 
she'd be all right. But like, like, yeah, that's who we are. Yeah, I, I just looked at all my blogs and I was categorizing them and I realized that I haven't talked about the three things that I really actually need to talk about more and that ties into the everyday life things, which is specifically money, specifically relationships, like even personal relationships especially, and then specifically fun. <laughs> Because I can talk all day long, every day about business, but, but I think all these things go together and I realize, gosh, I need to write these other pieces or tell the truth about this balance. And I like also that you mentioned the giving back because um, I think people get into work, 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 and they don't realize that they can choose some way to give back that's fun and it's so fun and it lifts you up. It might lift you up when you're building your business and you're having a drag out horrible day. And mm. maybe you mentored a child or you gave a hundred dollars to a foundation that you like, or spoke at a conference that was meaningful to you. That could be what helps you get to the next <laughs> milestone. Yeah. Uh, so one of the main things that we do with adults and littles, or adults and kids, I should call them kids instead of littles. Um, one of the things that we do is we allow people to share what they're going through. Like, how do you feel right now? What are you, what are you going through? And almost 100% of the time, and I say almost because I don't want to sound cocky because it really is 100% of the time, there are people that are feeling the same way you do either in your sphere or in your, the people that you work around or in your family or in your neighbor's house. And what happens when we stop sharing and we stop, we stop opening up as to what we feel like right now or what we believe right now, right? And we, we just kind of fall in line with the, like the right or the left side. We fall in line with, with whatever, right? What we're doing is we're pushing down these emotions, these, these things that, that, that we actually feel and they bubble up when you get mad. That's the thing. And that, that kills workplace conversations. It slows productions down. It slows production down. It, it literally dismantles teams. Like it's ridiculous. Like when we, cause we fell in line, we, we want to do what we're supposed to do because we don't want to take too much risk. But what happened was by not taking too much risk outside of us, inside of us, we took a whole lot of risk. And I've worked with guys that they've gone off, you know, they've gone off on their wives, they've gone off on their lives, they've gone off on their kids. And, and, and I've, I've dealt with kids that have done the same thing, moms that have done the same thing. And it's coming back to how you feel and not being scared to feel. And with that, when people get to feel you, they want to trust you to buy your product. Whatever your product is, you can be selling, you can be selling uh, healthy lifestyles to your children, right? But unless they trust you, they don't care. So Nick's going straight under the hood. He's like, boom, story, emotions. And it's a big deal, right? I mean, you just, <laughs> just explain it. Like, I watch it too. A lot of times, like on the coaching side, I watch a lot of um, the people who decide not to work with me are in, in denial. And that's really hard to watch. And, um, you know, it's, it's usually, that's a lot of stuffed feelings based on stories that they're believing. Right. Um, and they don't necessarily blow up, but what they do is they act out in really passive aggressive ways and they control and they manipulate everyone around them, including themselves. So whether people are exploding or living in fear because they're afraid to take risks, 
underneath it is the ability to, you mentioned the word share, sharing and looking at feelings and feeling feelings. And it's kind of a big deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and just to speak on that, I, I've, I too have been that person. So I've been the one that would, because I wasn't ready to, to be better. Right. And since I wasn't ready to be better, I was frustrated that somebody was calling out that things could be better and I wasn't ready. And so instead of instead of meeting myself in the mirror and in and, and recognizing where what we need to do, I was doing everything I possibly could not to get in the mirror and, and, and really just spend the time in the mirror is an investment very similar to having a coach or a trainer. Um, to, to see where you're exactly at and then build from there or, or break things down. And so when, until someone's ready to look in the mirror, they're not ready to work with me. Like that's just the way it is. And so we're going to call it out and we're going to, we're going to go on this walk together. And uh, if you're not ready, uh, I totally understand. And even if you go to your friends and, and you try to manipulate other people, the, the truth will come out the light. It's totally fine. But I love you. Like, and whenever you're ready to come this way, we have no drama with you. Like, we are ready to walk with you. Our world is better together. Um, it doesn't matter what you've done. You are forgiven. But, yeah, I've definitely run into that. And I've, I've been a part of that myself. I really like how you explained that I like the mirror. And, and, you know, people become ready. And, yeah, I definitely wasn't a ready person for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's also why when I see people that aren't ready, I'm just like, because I remember how painful that feels. <laughs> right, right. And sometimes you don't realize how painful that is until you get out of that. And you're like, damn, that wasn't cool. Can I ask you a question? I know yeah. this is not the way this usually goes. What got you ready? Like what got you ready? So I'm really stubborn and persistent and kind of a hard ass. So I had to hurt really bad in order to get ready. Um, and I do have, if someone's watching this episode right now or listening right now, you can go back and I do kind of post some of my origin story in the earlier episodes, but basically number one, I wanted my business to function and I realized that it wasn't. So I thought, well, I have this business. I'm not turning back now and going to work for someone else. So I need to learn how this is going to make money. But one of the reasons why it wasn't functioning very well at all is because I was married at the time and that relationship was really dysfunctional. And I actually didn't know that. And I was so codependent, like to the point of being blind. It's like if you see a raging alcoholic and they have no idea that they're a raging alcoholic, it was like that. So that when I came aware, I was like, holy moly, I was creating this really toxic environment for myself. That's not good. (laughs) And um, the way it manifested itself was that I was just tolerating a lot of abuse from the person I was with. Mm. Um, Emotional, like verbal, and eventually I could see that it was going to become physical. So I had to wait up until, like I would endure the emotional pain and the stress and my failing business up until I realized that probably my body was going to be next (laughs) in order for me to go, okay. So I hired a coach first when I knew my business was breaking, but I really made tracks when I saw that I was physically going to be hurt. Mm. So 
I actually am really glad now that I have seen that side of being stuck and I understand very well how stuck you can be because I was very stuck and I was so committed to this dysfunctional relationship that I realize now why people stay in those. Um, right. And that sometimes they have to get so bad that you think you're going to die <laughs> in order to leave. And that actually wasn't the first time I thought that maybe I would die with that person. That's how much denial I was in. Um, so thankfully I've seen that way of life and I was able to get out, but not everybody will get out. And I think the cost for me, and I'm sorry that I spent so much time not living as my shine, as my light, as my truth, and really stuffing that down. Mm. It was the hardest thing I ever did to get out. And I couldn't have done it without coaches, but I had to be ready. I had to get right. really emotionally beat up and, and my my uh, logic mind was really beat up because I was like, my pride was hurt when my business didn't work. So I thought, oh, I'm going to make this work. So the, I had to get really knocked around before I decided to wake up and say, okay. And, and then when I learned that you get a chance to take full responsibility for your life, I didn't like that news, but I realized that that was true. Right. Yeah, that's good. So that uh, I think the things that you brought up around money and emotions and kids and adults being, you know, not sure how to be who they are. These are the things underneath all this rah, rah, rah around entrepreneurism. I think... <laughs> There's not like a name to it, but I think a lot of people are waking up to who they are and wanting to live as their full potential. And the road to get there is sometimes really rocky because there's not a clear cut path to become who you are if you've really taken the path to do something different. Yeah. I know for me, when, when I became ready, it was, it was supposedly one of the best days of my life, right? So I'm coaching high school football. Uh, we won a state championship in 04. We lost the next two years. We have just won another state championship. And I was so excited. I mean, I was so excited, right? And my kids were all excited. And I realized like, oh my gosh, these guys we've been building into, they're about to graduate and go play for someone else's team. And Usually when I feel this lull, I would call my family, right? And so I was like, all right, because we don't talk much during football season. We don't talk much because I'm busy, not because they didn't want to talk. And so uh, I went to call my, my grandfather, and I realized that the reason why it wasn't instant phones is because he's dead. Like I spent so much time trying to achieve so we could share this moment, right? And so I got this, I got this moment and he's no longer here. So the phone was just ringing 
someone else answered the phone and I got off the phone and I, I remembered uh, even when I was, I, I spoke at his funeral. And so even when I was at his funeral, I was, spoke, it was done on a Saturday morning and that Friday night, I wasn't able to be at the game that I was supposed to be coaching and we almost lost. And so I was on the phone the whole time. I didn't really sleep well. We ended up winning the game seven to thir 13 to seven. Then the next day um, I wanted to hurry up and get done so I can get back down for weights. Right. And so it wasn't, I really didn't give it enough time to everything else that that really needed time. I just thought it would always be there. You know, I would never miss anything. And and I missed something really, really big. And at that moment, I was like, it's time to it's time. It's time to 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 focus on the people that matter because that we all have an expiration date. We're all going to die. And is winning a state championship or getting a bunch of money, is that worth my, my, my soul is that worth my family of the people that I love and it's not man we've got you all four corners of the world here laying <laughs> it down thank you you're right no that's the deal um I talked about gratitude with a woman recently and just she had this really amazing post Rachel DeRocher she dropped her phone. This was after our interview. We talked about gratitude. She dropped her phone down the crack in the elevator door into the shaft. And it was a picture of her just going, I guess I'll be grateful for the times between now and when my phone gets fished out that I don't have my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, you know, yeah, it's, um, it's about being in that moment, feeling the feelings, relating to the people around you. Um, and that can be really uncomfortable when people decide that they've needed to live by certain rules, um, other people's rules, other people's beliefs. Um, right. What's your take on that? Oh man, all right, so it's not a bad thing. So other people's rules and other people's beliefs are usually set up to, to take the risk out of life. But I'm the kind of person that needs to fail to learn. And I love failure. And matter of fact, I try to fail all the time. And, and the more I fail, the more I find out what the truth is. And, and it's funny, my brother's a scientist and, and, the, and the word science is the study of the truth. Right. And so we, we talk all the time because I'm like a spiritual entrepreneur and he's a scientist. We're totally different. He does not like to take risks the way that I do. He doesn't like to talk to people he doesn't know, all that kind of stuff. I absolutely love it. But I mean, in this, if someone else has a belief system, I respect that. And I respect what their belief system is. I have one too. Share yours with me. I'll share mine with you. I'm not trying to necessarily convert you. I hope you're not trying to necessarily convert me unless yours is the bomb and I don't know about it, right? But the, the best way to, to not just break uh, um, um, a person who's, who's stuck behind beliefs. I don't want to use break. Uh, the word, ah, yes. The best way to build relationships, people that are different than you, right? <laughs> actually listen. And so a lot of times we get around people we can't stand and they're trying to push their views on us or their belief systems on us. But the key thing is, is to listen because in listening, what you'll be able to do is ask questions and be able to relate on a much deeper level. Damn, that's another big one, the listening. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you really can't make space for others if you're just blah, blah, blah. 
And also, if you're trying to sell your product, the best thing to do is to listen. I mean, like you can look at the market and find out what the market's saying, but that's what happened yesterday. If you want to find out what's going to happen tomorrow, pay attention. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That's a huge one too. I know. I think I see a lot of people spend way too much time in planning mode or crafting this major widget and they're like, it's amazing. And I might say it's not like we don't know who likes that except for you. Right. So, um, well, gosh, you've brought so much spirit to the podcast. Is there anything else that you want to make sure that the audience knows about you or something you're excited about or something you want them to hear from you? Now, I, I, I definitely am excited about what we do. So if you have a child that's in school, um, we definitely do I am speak love, which is our hashtag and speakers of love.com is our website. Uh, Nick Jackson speaks.com is my personal coaching website and my personal speaking website. Um, my, the, the one thing that I'm the most excited about is bringing this level of freedom to everyone's life. The, the thing that I, I touched about with Michelle, when, when she reached out to me and we kind of talked on the phone, is that we're blessed to have this freedom and we want to share it. There's a, there's a freedom when you find what you absolutely love and that thing that you love is how you feed your kids. There's, there's, a, there's a freedom in that. I always thought freedom was going on vacation, right? I didn't know I could live on vacation. That's totally different, right? And, and so I was like, all right, you work hard and you get two weeks and you spend them on the beach and you get wasted or whatever you do, right? And then, then you go back to work. But what if, what if you were able to flip that on its head and what you like to do on vacation? Because really I enjoy sitting on the beach, but I really enjoy loving other people. That's what I enjoy, right? And so since I, I would rather do that than sit on the beach or do that at the beach, woo, let me tell you. So if you can do, if you can do what you love to do, and that be how you feed your family and how you feed yourself and how you connect with the spirit in the world, that's what I want you to do. Thank you for leaving us with that wonderful thought. So living on vacation, you guys. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining me, Nick. It's been no a problem. pleasure having you. <laughs> no problem. It's always an honor. I can't wait to get coffee with you soon. All right. Same here. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us on the episode today. I'm so glad you were here to give a listen. If you liked it, this is a new podcast right now, so I would really appreciate it if you would give us a review on whatever platform you're listening on, just to let other people know that this is a place where you can learn how to manifest the life and business of your dreams. Also, if you want to find out more, follow us on Instagram. It's Michelle and Anderson with an S-E-N at the end on Instagram and Michelle Anderson dot com is the website.